sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Ricardi. This week, we're doing. Fall Preview 2017. The new TV shows, everybody's favorite, because uh, so many of them are so great. I think I actually really like when these we do these episodes because I'm I'm always excited about the shows when we talk about them, and inevitably half of them are or more than half are super disappointing. But even the the shows that that don't look great, I, there's like some somehow they do the write up so well. I was like, oh, maybe it'll be good. Yeah, I mean. Except for, you know, Kevin Can Wait. And all the, and well, let's talk about Kevin Can Wait a little bit. Yeah, they're ki- they. I guess they're killing the off what they're doing. Yeah, we knew that they were getting kicking Erin Hayes, that's her name, right? Yeah. Two ends, off of the show. And she's an awesome actress. And I think we were both disappointed she was in this show. And she was, like, playing. We knew she could do better, but whatever. They're kicking her off the show. And not only are they making her come off the show, but they're killing the character off. So there's no possibility of her making a return. It's just so lame. And I thought the show was not didn't have good ratings. But it turned out the show had exceedingly good ratings. It was the highest rated new sitcom of the season. It's just that I guess that uh, they wanted to remake King of Queens with the two least important people of King of Queens on the show. Yeah. Well, it's CBS. They're... They continue to baffle me with their comedy hits, and I will never, ever understand them. But but it seems that's like, I mean, I, I understand like there's different, uh, people like different kinds of comedy and people like what they like, whatever. But why do they go to the trouble of killing off the character? It just seems like almost mean. Maybe she was just talking shit about how awful the show was. I hope so, but I haven't or something. That. Yeah, I know. I haven't either. Well, I can't imagine she would. You know what? It'll only be good for her. Good. Go do something better. Yeah, yeah that's true. She was awesome in Children's Hospital. Um, yeah, no. Uh, eh. But yeah, so Kevin Can Wait was not something that we were looking forward to, and it, it actually was worse than either of us expected. And speaking of uh, terrible CBS shows, I think that one that was supposedly based on Dr. Phil, that I can't even remember the name of it, is... Already gone? No, still going. Oh, that's too bad. As is the awful Lethal Weapon. So, our no, group, that Lethal Weapon can't still be on. It's still on, dude. I, I bet it got renewed. I'm uh, gonna look that one up. Yeah, look it was... up now. But so our our grades on here are obviously um, oh, the exact right. opposite of what's gonna be a hit. Hollywood, take note. No, I I, I think when we we watch the shows we're wrong but when we look at the write-ups we're usually pretty good because i i don't think we i thought we thought uh, lethal weapon had a chance when we we read about it maybe yeah with the awful damon wayans and some other dude yeah who's no mel gibson which is a sad thing to say but <laughs> um yeah that so the the next suicide squad movie is this, uh, they're, they're not using the same director even though they're making another one but they, at some point, there was rumors that they're going to offer it to Mel Gibson. That's how big a fire uh, Warner Brothers has going on. And they still haven't paid P- Patty Jenkins the money that she wants to be the se- director of the second Wonder Woman. So they're not the good company. Oh, God. Wait, who's putting these out? Warner Brothers. Warner. Oh. Oh, that sucks. They used to be a good company. I don't know if they're a good company or not. They just have not done. A, they're making a, stupid a, decisions. Yeah, ever since the 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 Batman, like the Chris Nolan Batman movies ended, they've stopped making good decisions. Because I mean, you you can disagree about those those movies. I I like them overall, but I can see some disagreement. But there's no way you can there. I mean, the, the the ones that came after are so far inferior that it's it's not even the same conversation. Yeah, I mean, I guess Suicide Squad made money because if they're doing a sequel but it got universally it panned even by yeah. audiences i thought but yeah oh well anyway it's a better year for them because um wonder woman's was it was actually very good and then justice league is probably going to be slightly better since josh whedon has such a big part of it but we'll say maybe it won't be 
Yeah, I mean, you can't tell in Hollywood if just because somebody good is attached doesn't mean anything anymore, I feel like. And he didn't become attached until late in the process. So Yeah, maybe. Anyway, do you want to get into these shows? I don't mean to waste your time with those comic movies you hate. Yeah, I, I am not a fan, I have to say, but um, I will usually give them a chance and then be disappointed. Just like most everything in life. Yeah, you want to start with the first one? Sure, unless you want to start with the last one. No, I mean, you want to go first and, and read about this. Oh, I'm sorry. This. Beg your pardon, sir. 9JKL. Great title, people. You could, right out of the gate. That's uh, going to get people in. I have nieces and their names begin with JKL. Do you think this show is about them? Oh, I thought I'll read the premise and find out. Yeah. A family comedy inspired by a time in Mark Furstein's adult life when he lived in apartment 9K in the building he grew up in. So, nope. Sandwiched between his parents' apartment, 9J, and his brother-sister-in-law and their baby's apartment, 9L, and his attempt to set boundaries with his intrusive... So it's everybody else loves Raymond in the apartment house. Yeah, I was just Oh, he's say. single. No, he's quite slightly different. Um, I, 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 I recognize Mark Fierstein from a USA drama, dramedy, called Royal Pains. He played a doctor that was... I forget his deal. It's a weird show. I didn't watch that much of it, but... Everyone else that's involved in this, I don't recognize any of the names. Oh, it cools in it. And Linda Lavin. Okay. Linda Lavin. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Where's Polly Holiday? She'll be a guest at some point. Who? Polly Holiday. Kiss oh, my grits. Flo, okay. Assuming she's still alive, which I do. Uh, yeah, this will be awful. It's on CBS, so she's there you 80. go. Polly Holiday is? Oh, dang. I thought she was that old when she was on the show. Um, <laughs> Lynn yeah. 1179. Anyway, I, I I want to watch it just to see Elliot Gould and Linda Lavin, but I, I don't have high hopes. Nope. And I like everybody loves Raymond. So it's not that it's a clone of that that makes me disappointed. It just doesn't sound very interesting. And um, you have your bias against CBS. CBS sitcoms especially. Let us count the ways. Is, is uh, oh, well, at least What's-His-Name is not a producer on this one. What is his name? I guess we'll find out. Big Bang sure Theory. Yeah. Uh, two and a Half Men. What is that fuckhead's name? Jeez. Who cares? He's not listening. Uh, next up, on NBC, AP Bio. Uh, a hilariously cynical Ivy League professor loses out on his dream job and goes to work as a high school biology teacher where he imposes his unorthodox teaching style and uses the kids to plot out revenge on those who wronged him. Starring Glenn Howerton, Patton yeah, Oswalt, I mean, so I'm in. I'm in, and it's pretty obvious who <laughs> that they wrote this role for Glenn Howerton. I mean, not obvious, but he's perfect for it. Yeah, produced by Seth Meyers, Lauren Michaels, Mike Shoemaker, so I... Okay. That's it. I don't think I've seen a, a Lauren Michaels produced show that doesn't have a Saturday Night Live person in the cast. Yeah, it's, that is weird. Um, I don't recognize the other names. Maybe they are from seasons of Saturday Night Live I haven't watched. No, they're not. Um, so, yeah, I, I I will definitely give this one a watch. So, these people are doing like... I guess It's Always Sunny is a really short shooting schedule, right? No, he's always Always Sunny. What? Yeah. Yeah, so, well, it's kind of, you have to see the last episode, but the, the, the he has this show, and they said that that was going to be his last episode of, of, of It's Only Sunny for the time being because of this show, but in addition to that, they're not going to have another season of It's Only Sunny for a while. Oh. They didn't give, like, a real timeline, so he might come back and he might not, but they have it set up so that he doesn't have to come back. Oh, geez. But I don't think any, I mean, I know that... Uh, he, they've done movies, but I don't think any of them have tried to have like a starring role in a show before. And I don't know if they, if they could have, but even if with this, the shorts, uh, I guess you don't schedule. remember a little thing called the Mick. Uh, that's true. And it's very good. Yeah. It's probably better than AP bio. No offense to AP bio, but I'm looking forward to the AP bio. Yeah. I'll totally watch this one. All right. So, so far that's one up, one down, although we will have to watch all of these. So mm, we'll see. Because like the the one we're going to talk about next, Alex Incorporated, doesn't premiere to mid season. We don't always watch the yep, mid season. We don't do the mid season so. ones, so 
Based on the podcast of the same name, soon to be coming, Pop Culture Continuum, the sitcom. The comedy follows Alex Skewman as an inquisitive journalist, husband, and father who dives headfirst into the brave new world of entrepreneurship when he quits his stable job and starts his own business. So he used to take care of horses, and now he's going to have a podcast? I guess so. That's Zach, Zach Braff and Michael Imperioli. Mm, and Zach Braff's a producer. I don't know about this. Who knows? It's yeah. a weird... I guess Michael Imperial is going to be like the producer or his business partner or something. Yeah, I don't know. Those are the only names I recognize. Uh, Taya Sirkar, Tia, T-I-Y-A, and Hillary Ann Matthews. Don't know who they are. Um, ABC, based on the sitcom of the same name, Alex Inc. I never heard of it. No, I think I, I'm pretty sure what they're saying is that the character in the show is going to start a podcast and that's going to be his entrepreneurship business. Unless there's a, a podcast called, Ar- no, I, I don't, I would, you would see Alex somewhere in the producers. Yeah. I think that's what they're saying. Like this Zach Braff's character started a podcast and left a stable job to make money off of it. What? I don't know. We'll have to look up Alex Inc. See if yeah. a podcast. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. All right. Black lightning. On the CW. Oh, I'm wrong. So there's no. So there's a, a Gimlet Media podcast called Startup, and it's it's based on Alex Bloomberg's life. Oh, all right. So yeah. I was wrong. Who cares? Uh, I don't, Yeah, that one's. Eh. Who knows? We'll probably see. bad. Yeah. Black Lightning on the CW. Jefferson Pierce made his choice. He hung up the suit and his secret identity years ago, but with one daughter hell-bent on justice and the other a star student being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend Black Lightning. Um, I don't know. This is like the CW's thing now, right? Like, Yeah, DC and I'm kind universe. of worn out on the CW superhero shows. I haven't watched Flash for like a season, so I'll watch it, but we'll say it's... Who cares? We were watching... Yeah, I, who cares? It's mid-season. I probably wouldn't watch the first episode. We uh, we watched a little bit of Supergirl the other night. And it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 and I don't. I think it got worse after it left the. Uh, was it on ABC? CBS or whatever. CBS. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next. The Brave, a heart pounding look into the complex world of our bravest military heroes who make personal sacrifices while executing, executing, <laughs> executing the most challenging and dangerous missions behind enemy lines. Mike Vogel and Hayes Star. Did you hear Anne Heche on that Doug Loves Movies episode? No. Oh my God, you got to go find that one, dude. It was. Was uh, she on purpose funny? It's, it's, oh, it's, it's like a, no, it's uh, uh it's her, the director, and Sandra O. Oh, because I uh, well, because they were on there because they had a movie coming out. Um, it was the director oh, her and Sandra O. Oh, and it is maybe the most uncomfortable podcast uh-huh. listening for the first, I don't know, fifteen minutes that you've ever heard. But you should listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this sounds dumb. It's another. I, it's. I mean, it's just not something. The kind of thing we watch. It's another one of those like Chicago Fire or yeah, uh, all these yeah. like EMS shows or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we'll watch it and it'll be exactly what we think it is, and we'll probably never watch it again. Uh, by the book. Uh, premise. A modern-day man at a crossroads in his life decides to live according to the Bible, based on A.J. Jacobs' bestseller, The Year of Living Biblically. Oh. Um, But it is CBS. And it's mid-season. Don't have high hopes. Have you read that book? No, I I remember when it came out. I read about it, but I never read it. It sounds like it it could possibly be a funny concept, so... And Andy Ackerman, uh, I think he's a director at that does everything, but he has done great thing. Like he's worked on great, great shows. So it, high, it, ho- high, ho- higher hopes than you. It, it depends because I don't know if it is a comedy or a drama. That's going to make the big difference. I feel oh, like it doesn't, I thought they said it on each one. It doesn't say, I think it's going to be a comedy, but I think so. I, Johnny Galecki's a producer. So I've never seen Ackerman direct anything but comedies. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it could work, but it is on CBS. So and CBS sometimes has good things. Andy Ackerman? They don't. As I said, he did great things. He directed a few episodes of Milani. Next. Champions. The single comedy 
comedy follows Vince, a charismatic gym owner with no ambition who lives with his younger brother, Michael, a gorgeous idiot. Their simple life of women and working out is put on hold when the teenage son of Vince is dropped off on the doorstep by Priya, one of his old high school flings. So it's past. My Two Dads. Mm. My Two Dads. Or what was that show that was with John Stamos? Wasn't there another? And Fathered. Yeah. 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 People doesn't... always like people always getting kids from some past relationship that they didn't even know they had. Looks like Mindy Kaling is a producer on the show, which was, you normally make me think it's good, but the premise sounds so bad. Who knows? Yeah, it sounds pretty awful. Um, I, yeah. This has not been good so far. Just so you know, I have not hit one. I've I've seen some interesting ones, but nothing that I'm really super looking forward no, to. No, and a lot of these are mid-season. Uh, I mean, AP Bio is the closest, and that even that because you know, no offense to Glenn Howerton, but I just don't don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could. That one could go either way, but I'll. Yeah. I'm definitely excited to give that one a chance. Yeah, but it's not like previous, like the Kristen Bell show last year. I was excited, excited, and it ended up being living up to expectations. Oh, anyway. Yeah, we'll keep going down the list. I haven't really looked at this. The next one is The Crossing on ABC, uh, starring Steve Zahn. Who uh, I like. He's yeah, fun. He's nice enough. Well, it looks like this is not a comedy. No, refugees from a war-torn country. Oh, maybe it is. Start oh. showing up to seek asylum in an American town. Uh, only the country these people are from <laughs> is America, and the oh, war like they're fe- fleeing is a 250 <laughs> years in the future. The local sheriff with a past, a federal agent, and a mother in search of her missing refugee daughter drive this allegory with surprising conspiracy at the center. Uh, I want to. I'm going to say right now, this is going to be a wonderful show that a lot of people deeply, deeply like, and it's probably well written. And but it's going to be uh, canceled before they can have the reveal of what the show is all about. So people writing the crossing just have it wrap up in six episodes yep. because you're going to get canceled. These high concept shows never ever last except it's, that they're lost. It's way too much concept. Yeah. Uh, but it looks, I mean, it sounds fun to me. It sounds like a, a fun idea. I'll, I'll look, I'll look, I look forward to watching it. Once I, when I thought it was just straight drama, I was like, okay, but you throw a little sci-fi in there. It's, oh, that's fun. Yeah, we'll see. I, I kind of agree with you. It's probably not going to last. Um, but this mid-season uh, bullcrap, I don't even know if I'll remember to watch it. No, I know. Why are all of these mid-season... Okay, they're not all, but... Uh, no, they're not. Um, a but lot of them are. then again, like, what was that show, Once Upon a Time? Is that still on? Yeah, that, that, that was That lasted mid-season. for a while, and it's kind oh. of high concept. Yeah, that's true. And it's its quality has been uneven, but overall, I think it's an interesting show. I stopped watching, so maybe... But apparently, they're rebooting it. They're getting rid of all, everybody and replacing them with new actors. Huh. Yeah, that's always a good sign. Yep. Next. Oh, is it my turn? That's right. Deception. When his career is ruined by scandal, superstar magician. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Cameron Black has only one place to turn to practice his art of deception, illusion, and influence, the FBI. He'll become the world's first consulting illusionist after The Mentalist from a few seasons ago, helping the government solve crimes that defy explanation and trap criminals and spies by using deception. I will probably love this show, but it also probably be awful. Nope. Yeah, you better wrap this one up quick too, writers, because I can't... Well, what the oh. fuck do I know? This might be this might be a hit. Well, the only reason I think some of these shows aren't going to be hits is because they're uh, premiering in the mid-season, and those yeah. never seem to last, or very rarely seem to last. But Mentalist was... It was okay. That was a fun show. I, but I think a big part of the mentalist being okay is that the, I forget the dude's name, but the the lead actor had like, he filled the the, the screen up with charm. So anything he did would be a hit. Yeah, I don't even know this dude, Jack Cutmore Scott. It sounds like another. Choose a Brit, name, man. Brit, yeah. God, already indecisive. That's a magician for you. Wait. Oh shit. Next up. <laughs> Uh, on the CW, I think I knew, I heard this was coming, but uh, I forgot. Dynasty, the modernized reboot of the '80s soap follows two. Why do I even need to read this? Two of America's Wait. wealthiest families. Yeah. I think isn't a reboot just assumed to be modernized, or am I being too picky? I, I know. I guess there could be like retroactive reboots. I don't. Mm. I don't really know how that works. Um, follows two of America's wealthiest families, the Carringtons and the Colbys, as they feud for control over their fortune and their children. The drama will be told primarily through the perspective of two women at odds. 
Fallon Carrington, daughter of billionaire Blake Carrington, and her soon-to-be stepmother, Crystal, a, a Hispanic woman marrying into this wasp family and America's most powerful class. Mm. All right. Hopes are not high. Hopes are very low. Uh, I, in fact, I wouldn't even call it hope. I would just say, I'll watch one episode of this. Now we have to. It's a fall premiere. It's a fall premiere, dude. So far, for fall premieres, we've got 9JKL. AP Bio, we don't know because it says TBA. Uh, Yeah, I think that, but I think that doesn't mean it's going to be a fall premiere. Alex Inc. It doesn't say mid-season. Alex Inc.'s mid-season. The the Brave um, and this. So this is not looking good so far. All right. Yeah, fuck Dynasty. What's next? For the people... Another uh, mid-season. It's set in the Southern District of New York, known as the Mother Court. This drama follows attorneys for the prosecution and defense as they handle the most high-profile and high-stakes cases in the country, and all their personal lives intersect. Could be good, could be bad. Depends on the actors. Yeah, I mean, it is a new oh, concept, a, Rhymes. a courtroom drama. So, you know, we haven't seen that for a while. It's a Shonda Rhimes dealy. So. Oh, so probably not, not in our the kind of stuff we like to watch, but. The one you're going to do next looks so awful, but I still want to love it, and well, I can't wait. You know I'm going to love it. I heard they, uh, I heard it tested like just okay, and the, like the first episode, but yeah, ghosted. Um, not a mid-season, so that's good. A cynical skeptic, oh, we should say, starring Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. A cynical skeptic, played by Robinson, and a genius true believer, Adam Scott, in the paranormal are recruited by the Bureau Underground to look into the rampant unexplained activity in Los Angeles, all while uncovering a large mystery that could threaten existence, the existence of the human race. Um, I mean, they've already been showing previews for this show, so they're obviously like putting a lot of faith in it. The cast you can't argue with. Uh, it's all going to well, be in the execution, I guess. I only know two of the cast, but you can't argue with those two. They're so strong. I don't yeah, know the, the rest of them. Yeah, who cares about the rest? Um <laughs> I, I, I want to I, like it, and I will give it more of a chance probably than I should, even if it's bad. But Yeah, I agree. But I, I think the fact that they're showing so many previews and stuff doesn't make me feel like they're confident. It makes me feel like they're trying to pump it up they're really trying as much to, as they can. Yeah. yeah. We'll see, though. Again, I'm not super excited, even though it has Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. I, I love those actors. It's just the preview I saw was just okay. Yeah. So but, we'll see. I'll watch it. That happens, especially with these concept shows where, uh, you know, the first episode is not going to, it's going to be so much set up that um, you might have to wait a while for it to get good. Anyway. The Gifted. This series follows two ordinary parents who discover their children possess mutant powers. Forced to go on the run from the hostile government, the family joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight to survive. And not based on the X. X-Men or anything, I guess. Are you sure? Because Brian Singer's a producer. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. I've never... Who knows? Maybe. I think it must be if he's a producer. It's like... Why? Yeah. yeah. He could yeah, just they're... be stealing ideas from the X-Men. and <laughs> they're, they're X-Men characters. Oh, they are. Yeah, if you look at the Wikipedia page, the, the Struckers, the Struckers, Struckers, you're better. Eclipse is in it. Blink. Oh, these are all like Polaris, low- Thunderbird. Yeah, they're not going to waste second tier characters. Yeah, they're not going to waste good characters for for movies. Anyway, I like Amy Acker a lot, so just for her, I'll watch it. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll watch it. Um, I'm not super excited. Well, you know, but there have been ones be- in the past, like uh, oh, Sleep- I have Sleepy Hollow. We thought was going to be awful, and the first yeah. season was actually great. So you never know. Fox can kind of pull these things out sometimes. And there's that X-Men show that came last year that I haven't watched yet. It was supposed to be very good. The one that was by yeah, the guy that did Fargo. It's on uh, on Hulu, dude. I gotta get it. Um, Alright. This one I have also seen ads for, the next one. And it looks super ridiculous. Um, from the creator of House, really no surprise. A young <laughs> surgeon with Savant Syndrome. Wait. Savant Syndrome? What decade are we in? is recruited into the pediatric surgical unit of a prestigious hospital. The question will arise, can a person who doesn't have the ability to relate to people actually save their lives? <laughs> this is house. It, it, there it, isn't... It's house with, like... the dude f- with the kid from uh, Bates Motel. And oh, so it's is, is he a kid or is he... An, I can't tell from the pictures. I he... think he's supposed to be an adult, although he looks like he's okay. perpetually 13. Because so. I was going to say it's a Doogie Howser situation. So it's Doogie House. Doogie House. That's what they should have called it. 
Um, It's going to be stupid as hell. Yeah, I don't. Good girls. Ooh. Three good girl suburban wives and mothers suddenly find themselves in desperate circumstances and decide to stop playing it safe and risk everything to take their power back. I like the cast. Retta, Mae Whitman, Matthew Lillard, Monty Mantana, Reno Wilson. Yeah, great cast. So, but mid-season, so. Damn it. NBC. Uh, I, I mean, I'm happy to see Retta in something again. Yeah. Especially and in Mae a lead Whitman's role. awesome. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I, fuck. Why is everything mid-season? Like Matthew what? Lillard, he's I haven't seen him in a long time. He's in the new season of Twin Peaks. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. Um, damn, we're gonna have to do a mid-season episode. I think there's so yeah, many of these. So many. Well, there's they work. They're hitting some. Nope, nope. Just one. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll watch this. I can't tell if it's a comedy or a drama. I'm assuming drama, but. Uh, yeah, I'll be into it. Instinct on CBS. All right. Um, starring the very likable Alan Cumming, but mm-hmm. CBS, so there you go. Um, a former CIA operative who has since built a normal life as a gifted professor and writer is pulled back into his old life when the NYPD needs his help to stop a serial killer on the loose, based on James Patterson's upcoming book. Ugh. This is a miniseries. Is it? It's got it to be, be based, based on, on the, book. the book. Well, maybe the characters is based on the book, but it has a guy from Lost too. It might be good. I don't know. I'm not gonna. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's not. I can't see myself watching it on the regs. Is that what the kids say? Kevin probably saves the world. The one-hour dramedy revolves revolves around Kevin, a down-on-his-luck man who is passed by God with a mission to save the world. I'm not excited, but I really, really like Jason Ritter. Is he John Ritter's son? Yep. I don't I don't even uh, recognize anybody else. Oh, Dustin Ibarra, he's like a comedian. Uh, J. August Richards has been in a couple other uh, kind of sci-fi shows. He was in Angel and something else recently. I forget what. Maybe something you actually watched. I can't tell what's more pretentious, having just a single initial at the beginning of your name or in the middle. <laughs> well, it's, this is all because there's someone else that's named something Richards, so... I don't mind that. And I think the Joanna Garcia Swishers must be married to somebody. Because I'm <laughs> a famous person. Yeah, I, so, uh, yeah, it's if a she is married, player. I would assume she's married to somebody. She is from, I knew the name because she's from Reba, which was a very underrated, oh. funny show. That was it? I've recommended in the past. Yes. I, I can't believe that. L.A. to Vegas. Um, set on the Friday night flight from LAX to Vegas and the returning flight on Sunday, it follows a group of underdogs trying to find their place in the world who all share the same goal, to come back a winner in the casino of life. Next. I don't understand. Does that mean Will Ferrell's a producer and so is Adam McKay, though. So, <laughs> so it's like And comedy? Steve Levitan, who is Modern Family, so that's not saying much anymore. But oh, he. But if he was there from the beginning, and yeah. Dylan McDermott, we know he's great because he was in all those shows with the guy with the other name. No, yeah, I, I still don't, don't know which one he is. I don't have high hopes for this, despite no, Will long, Ferrell and Adam McKay's involvement. Yeah, it's not like Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are perfect. No, and is this going to be a revolving cast? I, I like that. I don't get it's. It's set on these flights, but. Oh, you're right. Well, that would be actually awesome. It would be. A, yeah. I would it, like that show a lot. It doesn't sound it like could, that. How could it not be unless they're going to Vegas every weekend? That's what I'm saying. And that would be oh, stupid. Oh, I guess they could be going to Vegas every yeah. weekend. Oh, so it's, it's what do they call this? So this, this entire show is a bottle episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I guess cheap to make. Cheap as hell. Yeah. Um, just get some establishing shots of uh, Los Angeles and Vegas and. That's all you need. All right. Well, unless there's flashbacks and stuff, but yeah, Law and Order: True Crime, The Menendez Murders. What? This eight-episode installment of Dick Wolf's popular franchise delivers a gripping, in-depth dramatization of the notorious murder case that changed America forever. How do you like my dramatic voice? It's, when it's the Menendez funny. brothers were tried on national TV, we don't need this, do we? It's, nope, we don't need to read this. It's you. Law and Order. Start start with the Menendez brothers story. I guess. I mean, I like Edie Falco, and she's starring in it, so. Good for her. Apparently, she's the only one in it. Um, yeah, because she's the only one listed. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess you know. 
It's. I mean, it's weird. I, I mean, are, are they going to do the whole like law and order down to like the? It's going to start with the cops, I, and figuring out who did it. That's interesting if they are. I would imagine they have to. Um, yeah. I guess so like you four know. Four episodes of the cops. Next year it'll be Law and Order, Sacco and Vanzetti. Uh, we'll see how I'd watch. how far they take this. Life sentence. Another mid-season. Um, I recognize these names, but not. I don't know. Like Lucy Hale. Dylan Walsh, is he a comedian? I, I don't even know if it's a he or she. Yeah, uh, the CW, another mid-season. When a young woman, who is Lucy Hale, I don't recognize her from her picture, diagnosed with terminal cancer, finds out that she's not dying after all, she has to learn to live with the choices she made when she decided to live like she was dying. All right, uh, probably not going to last. Uh, Dylan Walsh is from Nip Tuck. Oh, yeah, nope, don't know who that is then. Marvels and Humans, no, capital N, capital O. This eight-episode series will explore the never-before-told adventure of Black Bolt and the royal family. Um, yeah, it's only eight episodes. I mean, we're going to have to watch the first one, but yeah. Nope. I don't know how they're going to do this well, and I don't recognize anybody in this cast. So, well, oh, I've seen... Ken Leung. Le- Leung, yeah. You've seen... What did say... You've seen what? Uh, commercials for it. it looks awful. They, I, one of the main parts of the Inhumans is the Medusa with her hair, and they're using this awful wig that does not look interesting in any way. You know how in the comic it would go all over the place and be like alive? Yeah. It's not in the show, and that's a problem. No. Well, then... So this show is like... I don't think anybody wants it. I, I, I can't imagine it's going to... Oh, I like Ken Leung. He, he's fun and stuff. It's too bad he's wasted in this. Uh, it, sound, it sounded to me like ABC didn't really want the show. They tried to pass it off to Netflix, and Netflix has said, said no thanks. And they uh, changed writers. And in, in, in the beginning, the Inhumans were supposed to be a crossover with uh, Avengers of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. or No, what's it called? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. Because Inhumans are actually a, a major component of that show, but for some reason they decided not to have any crossover whatsoever, which is ridiculously stupid. And um, yeah, it looks it looks terrible. And oh, the first, I think, episode is going to premiere on IMAX. Good luck. This yeah. is going to be the first true, true, like, awful thing Marvel has done outside of the comic books for a long time. And it's also a... Uh the first thing that we overstepped our our breakpoint on because we were supposed to stop at the L's. But oh, I beg your pardon. It's I heartily forgive thee. Um, yeah, but let's take a break and we'll get into the rest of these. Not very exciting so far. No, it's not so far. Shows um, that for some reason mostly seem to be mid-season replacements. Um, so. We will return in just a moment. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation. Transubstantiation, Brian Stucker's creation, the land of the Thracians. And right back to the start, it's gonna take some time and patience. Next up, The Mayor, another one that has been they've been showing a lot of commercials for, which the commercials are not promising. Um, it does have Leah Michelle from Glee. And Brand- Nicole Brown. From Community. Brandon Michael Hall, I don't know. But the premise is, when an outspoken idealistic rapper runs for office as a publicity stunt and actually gets elected, he surprises everyone, including himself, when he has a natural knack for the job and slowly transforms City Hall. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, there's just so many things that can go wrong with this and most likely will. I, you know, I, 
I'll watch it, like of course, but maybe it'll be good. Well, do you see who one of the producers is? David Diggs. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> that's cool. Maybe they will get that part right. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, next. Wait, wait. I mean, I want to look up what David Diggs has to do with. It. Is he like the? He's a producer, dude. He's right, just, but you know, sometimes pro- producers are just money. Is he? Or is he there? An advisor. Is, oh, okay. I, so uh, the show, the head writer is is somebody Bronson, and I guess maybe David Diggs is doing a lot of the like the. Um, no, no, he's he's one of the him and Bronson work together on it. Okay. Oh, so it, I'm gonna. I have high hopes. Now. Give it a chance. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I'm just saying thanks that you make me want to watch it more. Me, myself, and I. Don Co- oh. <laughs> I was reading the producers, and I thought that was a great character name. <laughs> Examines one man's life over a 50-year span, focusing on three distinct periods, as a 14-year-old, a 40-year-old, and 65-year-old in 2042. Yeah. I like it. You missed, uh, yeah, 14-year-old in 91, a 40-year-old in present day. Yeah, 65. Uh, you can't go wrong with the cast, really, at least the two main guys Jaleel yeah, so White what is he the 14 year old did I do that uh, so John Larroquette is the 65 year old I assume and Bobby Moynihan is a 40 year old I wouldn't really put those as the same person but I like the cast yeah Brian Unger wasn't he on the Daily Show um, the the main problem I see with it is that it's on CBS so we're going to have to see if it's single camera or multicam they, there's no possible way they could do this with a multi. Oh, Brian Unger is—he's been in funny stuff. Yeah, there's there has to there's no studio audience for this no, show. There I, can't I just be. Refuse to believe it. If if there is, they made a huge mistake. But you know, Bobby Moynihan's hilarious on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. So, and John Larroquette's always good. So I have high hopes, even though it's on CBS. Um, this sounds like maybe if they can pull it off. Uh, one of the better shows that we've talked about. So, and Randall Einhorn, I think he's a office alum. Oh, that's Maybe good. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Um, ugh, another one I'm not excited to watch. You're probably more excited than I am. But the Orville, um, and the main reason is Seth MacFarlane. Set 300 years in the future, the live act. Live action dramedy? Oh, as opposed to animated? Oh, because it's Seth MacFarlane. I see. Never mind. I'm having my internal monologue uh, externally. Set 300 years in the future, the live action dramedy follows the adventures of the Orville, a not so top of the line exploratory ship in Earth's interstellar fleet. Facing cosmic challenges from within and without and within, this motley crew of space explorers will boldly go where no comedic drama has gone before. Yeah, that's an idea whose time has come and gone, and apparently come again so nothing original here well I, i'm looking forward just to seeing what they do with with sci-fi comedy but it won't be other space yeah i was gonna say uh, we did other space and red dwarf and stuff already so i don't yeah um, with, do we do uh, we did other space versus red dwarf i, I forgot about kinda that i feel like we did yeah i know we did other space i just didn't remember what we did against I think it was Red Dwarf, yeah. I know. Anyway, Brendel Einhorn is It's Always Sunny Guy, just to go back to the last show, which makes me more excited about me, myself, and I. Yeah, all right. I'm, yeah, I'm going to give that one a chance. Um, I, you know, I think this show, if it wasn't Seth McCarl- McFarlane, I would probably enjoy a lot more. His humor is so stupid that I I, I I think I would have more of a chance of liking it if he was just a performer because I think his performances are actually pretty good. I just think his writing isn't that great. No, no offense to people who like him. Awful. All offense to people who like him. Um, yeah. But who knows? We'll see. Adrienne uh, Palicki is an entertaining actress and she's in it. I don't know who she is. Adrienne Palicki. She was she was in uh, John Wick. The She was the assassin that... Oh, yeah. I know who she is. Okay. Oh, good. Next. The Resident. Premise. An idealistic young doctor begins his first day under the supervision of the tough, brilliant senior resident who pulls the curtain back on all the good and evil in modern-day medicine. Lives may be saved or lost, but expectations will always be shattered. Awful. 
Yeah, so I it's... thought Emily Van Camp because her picture is next to the next to it. Uh, she was the star, and the fact that she's not the star and is probably playing this like a nurse or something makes me hate the show. Yeah, she's like third on the call sheet. It looks like. Uh, it sounds like ER. I, I I have no interest in medical dramas. Basically, is is the thing. Like I think I did enjoy ER for a good while, and you know it got ridiculous after a while. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Um, oh, and it has the Matt Suzerki is is most famous for me from uh, I think he was in Gilmore Girls, but I knew him from The Good Wife. And he was very good in The Good Wife. And he's in the movie, this show as well. I don't know what he would play though because he's young. Is he the one? I guess Bruce Greenwood is the one that's pulling back the curtains. Oh, he's really young. Maybe he's like the uh, autistic doctor on this show. <laughs> I bet Bruce Greenwood, he's the one that's pulling back curtains. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing now that this is like maybe that Manish Dial is the, is the viewpoint character, but the, there's other young doctors in the show. So maybe Emily Van Camp is another young doctor, but it doesn't sound especially interesting, and it's probably a waste of her talents. Yeah, it's too bad that res, uh, the um, revenge went downhill because she was for the first two seasons of that show, especially the first season, she was wonderfully perfect. Yeah, no, she's awesome. I'd like to see her in something as good as that first season again. Um, and that one is another mid-season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of mid-seasons here. There's another one coming up. Yeah, this next one is too. Reverie. Um, and this will be on NBC. A grounded and dramatic thriller about a former detective specializing in human behavior who was brought in when the launch of an advanced virtual reality program has dangerous and unintended consequences. So this is, I mean... Shara Shah is so awesome that I'm going to like this show. I don't know who she is. Yeah, it's because you never watched uh, the name of that. What was it called? Artificial Intelligence? That's the show I always tried to force you to watch and you never did. She was great in it. Artificial Intelligence? No, I forget the name of it. Person of Interest. Oh. She was in that, as was Amy Acker. So everyone from that show is kind of spreading out and being in other things. But But this is just like more of the same. It sounds it like. does well. The virtual reality thing is throwing a little curve in there, but probably more the same. That's the twist, yeah. But you know, it's like a some kind of expert in their field, a forensic expert or a psychological expert or whatever. Yeah, whatevs. Um, Rise, based on the book Drama High by Michael Sokolov and the life of drama teacher Lou Volpe. The series revolves a high school drama teacher and family man whose passion for the program and his students galvanizes the entire working class town. Ugh. So Zach Braff and Josh Radner are both in new shows this year, and I sometimes confuse them. They, and yet the picture they show is uh, Rosie, Rosie Perez. Perez. Again, uh, they're on the call sheet. Yeah, it it sounds it sounds pretty sappy. Um, and Premiere is TBA, so who knows? I think that means if it's TBA and doesn't say mid-season, I think it's just they haven't figured out where in the fall they're going to start it. Yeah. So it but so he, sounds like a Friday Michael, show, but Michael Sokolov is he famous for something else? Because the name seems familiar. I recognize his name too. Um, let's look it up. Um, by let's, I mean you. Uh, I don't even see where his name is though. He's one of the stars. There's like 500 stars on this thing. No, no, he's it's based on a book he wrote. Oh, on a book. Oh, right. Drama High. Yeah, I don't know. Never heard of it. Yeah. I'm not. I, he's written a bunch of books. Oh, I guess maybe I heard of it because the schools are from around here, from around where I live, not you. Oh, so even less reason to watch. Um, yeah, it sounds like Mr. Holland's Opus, but with drama. And Josh Radner. I'd rather have Richard Dreyfus. Would you? Um, yep. Oh, well, here we go. Another mid-season that we've already talked about on this show before. I think he's just one of those dudes you see in the New York Times all the time. Anyway, go ahead. Roseanne, and it looks like they have the original Becky back. Um, the 90s hit will return for eight new episodes and will basically ignore the series finale, which revealed Dan died of a heart attack. Chalk, oh, Sarah Chalk, who played Becky after Gorson left the original series, will play a different character. Oh, okay. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like Sarah Gilbert's in it, but she's producing it. Oh, that's they well, might just not list her. That's weird. But her picture's in the 
in the thing. Although that thing looks like from the original Roseanne, the the picture yeah, they used for it. That uh, pic- the picture they're using is from the the season that Sarah Chalk took over. It looks like. So maybe, uh, maybe her character died instead of Dan. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I liked Roseanne uh, when it was on up until it got super ridiculous. Um, I don't know how this is going to play now, especially with Roseanne being increasingly crazier as the years have gone by. So, uh, I think I read a headline that there's a gender... Oh, that's what it was. A Roseanne re- sitcom revival to include a nine-year-old gender creative character. Okay. I mean, she was always, you know... She was always pushing the social issues like that on her show. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I mean, it could be it could be good. It could just be. It, I get. I think it depends on how much of her is in it. Yes, I agree. And I, I don't mean that. I mean, I think she's a little bit crazy in a bad way. No offense to Roseanne, because she's probably listening. But she's also super duper talented, like yes. incredibly talented. So, if there is someone that can hold her back a little bit, like they probably did for the first couple seasons, and probably too much. I think it'll be good. So we'll see. And John Goodman, who cares? Yeah. John Goodman's in it. John so Good- I'll watch it. And uh, and Laurie Metcalf, always great. Yeah, um, she's great too. Yeah. So and it's only eight episodes. So hopefully, that, you know, they're going for quality on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll watch and it. And this is sure. on ABC. I was I, when I heard they were going to revive it, I thought I thought for sure it was going to Netflix. It is showing. It's got an eighty-one on Metacritic, but I imagine that's for the original series. Yeah, I think that's so. this this. These lists are probably like automated, where if it it shows up on Metacritic, it that that stuff automatically shows up. I'm assuming. Yeah. My next show is premieres in the fall, and it's called SWAT. SWAT. Mm-hmm. Inspired by the 2003 film that was based on the 70s TV series. <laughs> oh, this is all going Inception. The drama revolves around a locally born and bred SWAT lieutenant torn between loyalty to the streets and a duty to his fellow officers when he's tasked to run a highly trained unit that is the last stop for solving crimes, solving crimes in Los Angeles. So, uh, nope. based on a terrible movie that was based on an equally terrible TV show, I have to pass, and it's CBS, who do not have a good history with this because they were the network that did MacGyver last year. MacGyver. Um... Which, is that still going? It has to be. I don't know whether it is or not. Yeah. It's a Friday night show. I, I assume it's off because it got bad reviews. and yeah, I, I, don't think, I, didn't, I didn't hear buzz about it on Twitter. Let me put it that way. This next one has your boyfriend in it uh, from Bones, David Boreanaz. In Bones, he was not my boyfriend. No. I don't think David Boreanaz was ever my boyfriend. They, I think they added an A in his name there at the end. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that Naz part. Yeah, it's Boreans. That's what I always thought. SEAL Team. The drama follows the lives of the elite Navy SEALs as they train, plan, and... That's weird. Yeah, no thanks. It seems like he's gone... He's like... Bones was a little bit off. Like, it was... I didn't care for it that much, but it wasn't like a straight a straight on... Medical, it had, yeah. Kind of, it kind of had its own thing, and it was an interesting thing. And like he, before that, it was an angel, which was super off. Not... But this just looks like standard show you've seen a million times. Yeah, I have no interest, although we will have to watch it. Max the Riot is in it, though. Who? Max the Riot. The Riot? I don't even know who that is. Um, Alright, next. Wait, he, he looks familiar. I don't know who he is either, but... Splitting Up Together. The story of a couple whose marriage is reignited by their divorce based on the 2016 Danish series. I would say no pass, forget it, but it has Jenna Fisher. It does have Jenna Fisher, um, but that's not, I don't know, that's not... And it's produced by Ellen. Ugh, that's also not... I mean, Jenna Fisher I like, but that that's not necessarily a selling point because... It could be awful. I'm trying to... I don't recognize anybody else in it, but... Um, Oliver Hudson, that's... Uh, isn't that... Uh, what's that? Jody... No. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell's son. Probably. Oh. And Goldie Hawn. Who cares? Uh, he probably does. He's... He, that might be okay. I don't know. I, I like Anna Fisher. I guess we're going to have to watch the Danish series and see what that's like. 
Yeah, it's a mid-season series, so it probably won't last. And it's funny that, I mean, Modern Family still still one, and the kid is older, but the kid looks like the kid from Modern Family in this tiny little picture. Yeah, he does. Um, Wait a minute. In the office, they had three kids, right? So this is just Jim and Pam divorced with their three kids a few years later, and they couldn't afford Jim. I think they only had one kid in the office, didn't they? I think they only had two. Um, Ten Days in the Valley on ABC. Cassie Cameron... Wait, oh, that's... I did what you did. I started reading the producers. (laughs) The premise is so short. Oh, it's only a ten-episode series. Um, Centers on TV producer Jane Sadler whose young daughter goes missing, mirroring the cop drama she produces. No interest, but Kira Cedric is pretty Kira awesome. Cedric's so. good. Got Malcolm Jamal Warner in it, so... Um, yeah, I, the, who knows? I'll it's, watch the first episode. It could be... It could go either way. Valor. Said a U.S. Army base that houses an elite unit of helicopter pilots trained to perform clandestine international and domestic missions... Uh, I was, uh, 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 yep. Um, and it's on the CW. Uh, oh, and it's. Oh, but you you missed it. It leads to a season-long plan to rescue a group of MIA soldiers, Pat. So it's basically Rambo on the CW. Pass. Well, what's, why? Why does Miami have soldiers? Yeah. Who? Who the hell wants to invade Miami? Ugh, stupid. Will and Grace. Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck? Eleven years after going off the air, the former must-see TV staple will return for 12 new episodes. Is this, this going to be a thing now? That's almost an episode for each year they're off the air. Almost. Wisdom of the crowd. Tech whiz who attempts to revolutionize crime-solving. They already tried this last season. Specifically, the unsolved case of his daughter's murder with a crowdsourcing app that utilizes the public for information. information. I hate it already, and because Jeremy Piven is in it. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Yep. Jeremy Piven's basically all you have to say. Add CBS to it. That's not helping me. And having seen a commercial for it during the Colbert, uh, Stephen Colbert show makes me even less inclined to like this. But we are going to have to watch it. Um, it's a Sunday at 8.30 show. So that can't be good. Um all right. And finally, Young Sheldon. Chuck Lorre. That's the name I was thinking of earlier. Yep. The Big Bang Theory prequel spinoff follows Sheldon Cooper at the age of nine, living with his family in East Texas and going to high school. I want to say something that's a hot Please take, don't. as they say on the Internet. This show is going to be better than Big Bang Theory, and it's actually going to be funny. I mean, that's not hard to do, but... I No, one thing it has going for it, it has Jim Parsons, who is the best part of Big Bang Theory. He's going to be doing a voiceover. There's no studio audience, another vote for it. And that's all I have. But no, no Laurie Metcalf. Wait, is she, does she play his mom on that show? I don't even know. Yeah, but she'd be, she'd be, yeah, she does, but she wouldn't be in this show because she'd be younger. I think she could play younger. Um that's too bad, but, you know, she's got that... Re- well, this is maybe the most disappointing fall preview list we've ever done. We've ever done, yeah, by far. Um, I don't have... Which means something's going to have to bust out and, like, wow us. I think Young Sheldon's going to surprise you. It might. I mean, the no-studio audience thing is a huge plus. Of course so. it has the Chuck Lurie, like, his, his notes will come down to whoever's writing it. Yeah. So maybe not, but I don't know. I want to. I want to like it, so I'll watch it. But he's also not the only like producer. Like Jim Parsons is a producer on it, as is John Favreau, yeah. who John Favreau is also producing the um, Seth MacFarlane thing. So I thought that was there. Was his name on another one? Yes, yeah, the, or, the Orville. That, is this the John Favreau? Yeah, I meant uh, other than that one. Is this the John Favreau that wrote for Obama? Because that's really interesting. He's really branching out like yeah, that. Yeah, he is branching out. Good oh, job. no, I confused. There's someone named Andy Favreau that's in that awful Champions. So it wasn't a third. There's just a two. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, do they, they spell their names differently, or are they both J-O-N? I don't know. Um, nor do I particularly care. Yeah, yeah um, of course. 
maybe me, myself, and I with Bobby Moynihan and John Larroquette. It's just sad that these ones that sound the most promising are on CBS. That, um, but maybe you know, maybe they're going for they're trying to change their brand a little, which would be good. Um, mm-hmm. I could see it, and and trying to do something with actual quality. So, although The Good Wife was on CBS, and people seem to like that, I I haven't watched it. The Good so. Wife was a very good show. The uh, the other show. That- I think would not be as much up your alley, but it's also pretty good as the one with Taya Leone where she plays the Oh well we watched that Secretary of State. That's yeah, pretty good. I've I, only watched like two or three episodes, so it's not grab you like the Good Wife is actually I think could have been on Showtime and been a popular sh- like a well rated show. It's I think it's well written and well acted. Um, and like I said, Person of Interest is the best science fiction show that on broadcast television for the past twenty years. Twenty years, so ever since Easy. Quantum Leap. Um, yeah. Good Girls might be okay. It's got Retta and Mae Whitman, so yeah, it's hard to tell. Of course, you, you can't judge a show by the cast because that always ends up being disappointing. Yeah. And maybe Alex Inc. is going to be the one that surprises us. Nope, that's not going to be it. AP Bio wouldn't be a surprise. I expect that to be pretty good. I just don't think it's going to wow me. Yeah. Um, you can't always judge by the cast, but I also feel like, like Retta had that career on Parks and Rec, and she made enough money off that that I feel like she could no don't don't, pick, don't but, pull yeah, yourself you don't, don't i know because we can go through last season and see the shows that were crap with people who made a lot of money yeah don't don't do it it's you're true. gonna hurt yourself may whitman seems to make good choices too but yeah that doesn't mean anything you know? yeah um, oh kevin probably saves the world i i i think i might like that that the the yeah that's the other one that yeah it's like it's like the, all the cbs shows have a high ceiling but yeah. we'll see if it's it. like by the book might be fun. I like uh, David Krumholtz who has a part in that show. I think he's a, a fun guy. Has Cameron Manheim. Haven't seen her ever. So yeah. I, yeah, I haven't seen her anything good ever. But she, <laughs> she's she's fine. It's just her projects. But she are has not... a lot of money. Yeah, but that's, that's going to be your, your choice. Chuck Lorre has a lot of money. He's only going to make good shows. Come on. You know what I mean? Like when you get to I a do. certain level, you can pick. I, feel I do, like... but I just I think I've seen it previous season it doesn't turn out no, as it does and i think it i think a lot can be said for the fact that how hard it is how difficult it is to, is to make something good it's not like you go in and they must read the script and it sounds really funny and then that gets changed and it gets changed even more and then other actors aren't as good so i i, I imagine because you look like uh, I, I we can i mean i'm sure we can think of someone who's what's the guy the, the guy I just mentioned mulvaney what's his name john mulaney that, yeah, I mean he's a super funny guy, but his show was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, and yeah, well that's the thing with with Hollywood is there's so many hands in the pie. Yeah, like yeah. it it can you can never tell. You're right. And um, then there's some people who just work better in like a like the it's a, a synergy. Like Parks and Rec you had Amy Poehler there who probably made everyone there better. Yeah, and Adam so, Scott. I guess. Yeah, well that's true. Adam Scott made Amy Poehler better. Those guys work together so perfectly, but. Adam Scott's good in so many different things, though. I still have to watch. Have you watched uh, the HBO show he was on? The yeah, was, I recommended it. it. Oh, okay, sorry. How about the leftovers? I've gotten a few recommendations for that. Everybody lately. keeps saying that. Like we watched a few episodes of the first season, and it was like deadly boring. But maybe is there more than those... one season? Yeah, I think it was like uh, eighteen seasons. So no, oh I don't. God. No, I don't know how many seasons. But yeah, there's more than one. Um, I know people loved it when it got to this last season so maybe it, it's one of those you just have to stick with i just didn't have the uh, i didn't have the passion gumption. for it yeah the gumption that's that's right um yeah i don't know i mean obviously dynasty is going to be dynasty that's not yeah it's going to be crap yeah no offense Ghost, ghosted i i really want to yeah, like yeah i, I want to like it too um, the gifted we'll see I feel like uh, Brian Singer had uh, he sees that somebody else did an X Men TV show and was popular, and he wants to put his hand in, and it's not going to be very good. But yeah, I might be wrong because he's no Fargo dude. What nope. is that guy's name? Noah Holly. Holly, yeah. I mean, who would have? Ex- and I haven't watched the the third season of Fargo, but me either. That first season is so perfect, and who would have expected someone to say, "I'm going to make a, a, a Fargo TV series and, and make it like one of the best shows that's ever been made." Which, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna do that, maybe don't bring back Will and Grace, but you know, try doing more of that kind of shit. Anyway, <laughs> well, 
people will watch Will and Grace. I mean, I'm sure there's people who like Will and Grace like I liked Parks and Rec. And if they brought back Parks and Rec, I would be shocked, but it would be cool. Yeah, we've actually been re-watching Parks and Rec on Netflix. Like the entire series, again. Um, but speaking of Adam Scott... You ready for recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians? Yes. I don't know what to expect. Oh, well, the new Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, I haven't started. Adam Scott is in it. Yeah, it's pretty funny uh, who he is. So, anyway. uh, So, this is the 10 years after? Yes. Okay. And I've only watched one episode, but uh, it's Wet Hot American Summer. You know, if you like... What did you say? It's all tooks. I don't know why I said it like that, but it's all tooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's it'll be you know more of the same. So if if you yeah. enjoy that kind of thing, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's my only recommendation. Uh, haven't been consuming that much. Like I said, rewatching Parks and Rec. That's basically it. We rewatched The Wire again in like a few weeks. The entire show. So I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I uh, I haven't been watching much, but I, I've been reading comic books a lot, old comic books. And I've been uh, reading, um, I just decided to, I had, I had, at one point I started in the 60s and I was reading all the Spider-Mans up to, and I got up to the 70s and then it, it branched off to where there's more, from like 63 or whenever it started to mid-70s, it was just amazing and it was easy to read them all. But then it branched off, and I wanted to read. I wanted to be a completist, and I, they didn't have on the, in the app. They didn't have ult, uh, they didn't have spectacular or the, I forget what the other one was from the beginning. And I was like, oh, I'll just go back when they they get back to it. But then for some reason, I decided I wanted to to start reading Spider-Man, where like recent the recent stuff. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do that, let me go at least to when they rebooted Amazing. So I've done that. Oh my God, it's awful. And this is not a recommendation. <laughs> this part. But they rebooted Amazing in like I'd say '99, and it was John Byrne and Howard Mackey, and, I, and they did it the Marvel way, where Byrne and Mackey were like Byrne's the artist and Mackey's the writer. But I think they were working together on writing it, and um, it's it's dreadful. They they did some retconning where Doctor Octopus and Peter Parker got their powers the same day. Which is stupid. There's all <laughs> kinds of idiotic things going on. But at the same time, while they were kind of midway through their run and like the another comic was started was called like peter parker spider-man and uh it had uh, paul jenkins this guy from britain I, I think he's written like inhumans and other dc and marvel stuff i don't know if he's ever he's probably done some independence but anyway his books are amazing and in contrast to to that stuff but on its own they're just amazing things like in the main book they had mary jane get killed and obviously it didn't stick but in the, they were treating it as if it was going to stick, and there's this like really heartfelt issue in the in the Peter Parker that's written by Jenkins that was it was pretty good based uh, with that. But the other there's other stuff like there's a there's a issue where the entire issue is about this this kid this black kid that is obsessed with Spider-Man and, and like he goes home at night and looks at his Spider-Man card, and Spider-Man comes in his window and tells him you have to eat your vegetable, you have to do this, and you have to do that. And it's like it's obviously like you know a fantasy or an imaginary friend, and it goes through the whole issue. And the kid has like a terrible life. His wife, I mean, his wife, his mother is a mess, and he has has all this stuff going on. And at the end, like he's leaving the house he lives in, and Spider-Man takes his masks off, and it's some black dude. And it's like this is so well written. I mean, sorry to spoil the ending, but it's you know it's just really great stuff. It's just stuff you wouldn't find in a regular superhero comic book. It's just like more personal and more emotional. So. I'd rec- highly recommend that Paul Jenkin, Jenkins run. So wait, when did the Paul Jenkins run happen? It's like issue 20 of, of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, which probably like two, the year 2000, something like that. Oh, Y2K. Yep, he was a benef- beneficiary of it. So on the other side, you have the, the Mackie, the Mackie burn run ended, thankfully, and um, JMS, I forget, J. Michael Stravinsky, started writing Spider-Man and it's good when it's compared to Mackie, but it's not really that good. And I, I'm reading it and I'm just dreading cause I'm going to get to the one more day story, which is where Peter Parker has to agree to with Mephisto that he never met Mary Jane. And it's so stupid and ham handed. And it's obvious like reading it 
all in sequence it's like all at once is obviously editors of of from marvel wanted to break them up and they were trying to find all sorts of ways to do it and this is the way they came up with it's so stupid yeah marvel anyway but but i'm going do through this pain <laughs> to get to the modern because I've, I've heard such good things about dan slot and his like uh writing of spider-man i wanted to see what it was like and i i don't know i, I just felt like starting from the, the kind of the reboot and but he's because he's the same guy that did that silver surfer run that we ran we read a little bit and he has a nice sense of humor to him and he's i saw him interview not an interview he had a debate with john byrne about because he was writing the book when they decided to have um dr octopus inhabit peter parker's memories and like they like kind of melted bodies and peter parker died and when i read about that i thought that was the stupidest thing ever but i've read so many great reviews i can't wait to read it but john Byrne was so so angry about that he's like everything should be like it was in the 60s it's, it's a it's a it's a serial story and everything should be reset once one uh story is over huh yeah so I'm surprised you like the '60s stuff because, like, every everything that was written by Stan Lee originally. Oh, is... I don't love it, but I I like I like it. I don't love it. I like yeah. the the more modern stuff better. But yeah, once Stan Lee left, the book got immeasurably better with uh, Jerry Conway and uh, I think Roger Stern. Once once those guys took over, the everything about it became better. But before that, it was just so hokey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spider Man. Fun. Yeah. Maybe I mean, it, it's going to be it's a lot more fun just reading about it than watching well, it. Well, yeah, be, this I'm is sure. a, especially well. I think the fact that like uh, Emily Van Camp is in the show and Sarah Sarah Shaw's in the show. I like those actresses. And it's too bad. Well, Sarah Shaw's at least the star of her show, but Emily Van Camp should be the star of any show she's in. It's really unfortunate. Apparently, she she was in the most recent Captain America movies, and she had like not a major but a a, a major role from the comics. And just kind of a minor role in the movies, but she was supposed to be in episodes of uh, Agents of Shield, but she was doing Revenge at the same time and didn't have a chance, and that's too bad because she's she really is very talented, and it's unfortunate she doesn't get more. Yeah, yeah, I know it's weird that she hasn't made the transition to like movies in a bigger way than just like yeah. a, a bit yeah. player. But yeah. uh, all right, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com. Rate us highly on iTunes. Uh-huh. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, add us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And the most important thing is to tell your friends to listen. Yeah. Listen. Not just hear. Listen. There's... Add, us. add us to your podcast app of choice. Yeah. I, I added our show to the Philadelphia Podcasting Society. So every week, people in Philadelphia have a chance to listen. Oh. Not, not maybe the strong point of people of Philadelphia listening, but still, that's good. What's wrong with people of Philadelphia? Oh, I don't know. They just like to shout and like and beat up beat up mascots at at football games and stuff from what I understand. Don't make me pour water over your head. Oh no. What is Yin's talking about? Is that what it is? That's Pittsburgh. <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. All the Bert, you know? Ben Franklin's peed in a mall. That's all I know. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>